Before we get started today, I want to shout out to The Meter Company. Uh, they make a nice, fantastically designed uh, Bluetooth thermometer that you can use for all different types of things. Uh, I got it, I received it from Meter back in April, and I used it on the first time on my pig smoke back in uh, May. We did a whole pig out in the yard, uh, all the different sides, beans and you know mac and cheese and all that and this thermometer came in super handy um, i've had you know many 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 different thermometers over the years but nothing quite like this it's so elegant it's so uh, beautifully crafted it's just a, a single probe with a little uh, plastic tip on the end and uh, you connect it to your uh, your your app on your phone and you can monitor all different kinds of settings ambient temp internal temp uh, they have a set of them or you can buy them you know individually uh, i have one that i used and it's i just can't say enough about it it uh, it comes in this little bamboo case that mounts to the fridge or on the smoker when you're using it and uh, charges it up automatically we just stick it in there I just can't say enough, and I want to say thanks, a great thank you out to a meter for sending it to me. Uh, it is now a part of my regular daily uh, use whenever I'm making any kind of meat or anything. So um, just can't say enough. Uh, if you haven't seen them, go check them out, meter.com. I'm sure they sell them on Amazon as well, but uh, you won't go wrong. Just check them out. Oh, you know, the other night uh, we go out. I mean, we're here in, you know, landlocked uh Valley Center area, the uh, North County East, and uh, most of the the eateries and the uh, the entertainment, they're all further west. You know, you go Solana Beach, Encinitas, uh, uh, what else? Oceanside, o- Oceanside Carl's. now, Carlsbad a little. I mean, and there's a lot of stuff in Carlsbad. We just don't get over there. Um, so you know, we're here in in VC. And we're, we're just like, you know, let's go out. Come on, we got to try something new. What are we, we going to do? Mm-hmm. So we um, start looking through the Rolodex and, uh, <laughs> and Yelp and whatever else. And we're saying, okay, there's got to be something that we haven't tried and something that is interesting and you know, some good food, maybe a nice location, uh, things like that. So, uh, well, cor- we always go to Escondido because that's the closest. But we decided, yeah. you know what, let's try Fallbrook. Well, you we know, never go over there. It's not that much further. It's just you know we you know we exhausted all the pretty much the options where we are. I mean we in the Esco. decent one, yeah, mm-hmm. or you know Esco and the surrounding, and then um, and there's there's stuff coming in VC. I mean it pretty soon there might be a eatery you know that could be seen. You know that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So on this night we're like okay, um, let's try Fallbrook, right? Because you know Fallbrook's close, not quite Temecula, it's a ways, right? But, uh, you know, let's go try something that we haven't tried ever before. And mm-hmm. so we went through the, the Yelp looking for something. And I, and I saw a little, you know, glimmer. But, you know, I had a strange observation about the whole thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I noticed that, you know, most of the, the uh, edifices of the buildings over in Fallbrook, they'll have a country western theme to it. So I'm like, okay. Okay, I mean, a lot of them look like a saloon from the OK Corral, you know. And I'm like, okay, that's. But see, here's my problem with that. What if the restaurant is a, you know, a fusion Italian fusion or Asian fusion joint with a uh, saloon barn door situation on the front end, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, you know, how how is that? How I mean, how am I gonna feel the vibe of it? And 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 look, don't get me wrong, your uh, enthusiast friend here is uh, picky. Ah. Uh, no. Who knew? No. Who'd have guessed? Yeah, that guy? Nah. No way. He's picky. 
And and oh, God forbid, I'd want uh, an Asian restaurant to have Asian decor or Italian, contemporary, clean, you know, Mediterranean decor. You're asking a lot, you know. You know Mexican joint. You know what I mean? But I, I've, I've been to some Mexican joints that, you know, have evolved a little, gotten away from that. The, the serapis and the mariachis and all that on the walls with the toucan and the, yeah, they've actually just nice, clean, you know, locations. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, almost if you didn't, if you close your, I mean, if you close your eyes, you would just, you wouldn't even know where you were. Well, like, if you close your eyes, of course you're not going to know where you are. <laughs> well, I didn't say walk in there with uh, blindfolded. I just said, when you, know, if you close your eyes, you wouldn't even know, oh, this is a Mexican place or this is a German place or this is a, a deli. You, you wouldn't know. You would just think, oh, the food's delicious, and uh, the location itself is clean. When I came in, it's, there's no direction, and I, I love that. I don't, I don't think you need to tie it to one thing. Like if you go to a, a dim sum palace, it doesn't need to have dragons everywhere. Ooh, you know, I don't need to <laughs> it's more see fun the, that way. Come yeah, on. <laughs> can be. Well, that except for that one time when the lady had a cold and she was oh, serving. Oh my lord. And then she she wiped her nose with oh her arm. God. Remember that? Yes, well, she I sta- do started at her, on the back of her hand, and all she went the way up, up her arm, like, <laughs> up the arm. And then she served us with that arm. Oh, remember that? God. Yeah, I remember that place uh, up in uh, was it um, not Palo Alto, um, Oakland, somewhere. Oakland or uh, the surrounding? Yeah, it was uh, Alameda. Alameda. That's what it is. There you go. So the worst part was that food was delicious. It was absolutely <laughs> stunning. How good the food! So was. we had to overlook the snot. You, you did, you did, uh, but it was it was shocking at the time. But we were hungry, and the food's delicious every time we go. So uh, we just overlooked it. Mm-hmm. So in this case, so it, we look at the Fallbrook information on the internet, and we're like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? So we just head that direction, you know. And of course, you know, passing well, well, into Fallbrook, you, no, you go you through Bonsall. But you mentioned before we even got there, you're like, oh. I don't like how these places look. Everything looks the same. I don't really have interest in it. So you said, we're going to try Bonsall. No, I look, I understand, Fallbrook. You're trying to keep a vibe. Maybe you retain some of your early uh, essences. Old, small, you know, you're trying small to, city, you're small trying town. To, you're trying to keep it small, keep it, what is it? Like, a, like a, what is it? Um, what's that? Oregon, Portland. Yeah. Keep it, keep it, keep it weird, you know? <laughs> you're trying to keep it country. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're trying to keep it Western. Okay. But you know what? You don't let anybody, you know, flex. You don't let anybody get over there and insert their style. You hide them behind all the saloon doors. What are we doing? What are we doing? So anyways. I don't uh, even know if that's totally true because it was dark and I couldn't see. No, I hear you. I hear you. I I get you. Some of them were like. When I browse the the Yelp, okay, and I'd go to this restaurant, okay, Mm -hmm. the name. I'd go and it had that saloon look. And then we drove over there, too. I remember seeing this whole courtyard full of saloon buildings with restaurants in it. I'm like, okay. So, look, I'm not saying that it's all about aesthetic. But, see, here's the thing. When you're eating out, it's not just about the food. I mean, if you want to go to a hot dog stand, then it is about the food only. But if you're going out to a dinner, out, you know, to eat in a sit-down joint, it's about everything. It's about the service. It's about the uh, the decor. It's about the cleanliness of the building. It's about safety getting from your car. It's about uh, you know the attentiveness of the server. It's about uh, you know tablecloths and linens. Whatever you're gonna do, I don't know, but it's all about that. And then the food comes in there too. But it, and it, it, I think all the the things I just mentioned, 
they're the supporting cast to the star of the show, mm-hmm. right? And the star of the show will be the food. But if you've misstepped on a few of these other areas, then it's like it's repellent to me. Well, yeah, but I, like you said, you're really picky, and to I, me, know, I don't care about I, the outside so much as I do. I about do. The I inside. totally understand. For me, though, what's weird is that I don't understand how you could not understand the uh, that if you're having one of these places, the the um, you know, like at Christmas time. The wrapping doesn't allude to what's inside, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, on a restaurant, the, from the road, the curb appeal, whether, you know, if you're buying a house or you're going to a restaurant or you're starting a new job, the curb appeal is going to indicate sometimes what's going on inside. But, but okay, but so you've got an old town mm. with old buildings and totally. you've got, you know, and yeah. you want a restaurant no. to come in. They're yeah. going to go in and they're going to take over this old building. Yeah. So you got to kind of get over the I, You know what? I, I, I'm going to have to delve into what is Fallbrook at some point. Yeah. You know, maybe we can, I don't know, go over there and get us a... Give it know, another shot. Get us a Brontosaurus Burgess at one of there these saloons. But, um, but yeah, I was like, so driving through there, hmm, hmm. Eh. We did find eh. one that you were like, okay, I'll go because it was okay. like some sort of strip Do you mall. recall what that was, that name? It was an Italian joint. It was an Italian joint. And uh, the interesting part of it, too, is that they were about to close. The, from, the, from, the, from the street or from the parking lot, I was like, yeah, okay. It looked clean. You know what it looked like to me in, in, when I'm thinking back on it? It reminded me of something out of that, uh, that uh, TV show, Frasier. You know, with uh, up in Seattle there. Dear God, I don't even know, you know they had the, had the, with that. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Why would? How would you know what I am going with it uh, until I've said and explained? You said Fraser, so for me, yeah. that's well. Seattle. It's just it's just that you know Seattle's got that kind of uh, very, um, I don't know, it's kind of clean urban look to it. It, it had these the the windows were wide open, had nice lighting inside there. You saw a little bar in the distance, the wine glasses hanging. It just looked looked very clean, clean. And a well kept and contemporary. It didn't. It didn't seem like oh, we're at a disco. Like ooh, downtown New York. And it didn't seem like some saloon in you know OK Corral. It was kind of like this, just clean, clean, and it made me feel like oh, I want to go in there. So when I we walked up there, unfortunately though, the owner was out in front, and he was like, oh, sorry, we're closing in like twenty minutes or something. Actually, he <sighs> or, says we sent the right, chef home. Sent the chef home. Yeah. So okay. So do you recommend something else? He was like, mm, da, mm, ha. and of course he recommended every, the place that we went yeah, to. Every, you're like, no. but you know what's weird though is when we, when we went through Bonsall, uh, passing through there, I did see this place. We stopped in there to kind of briefly give a look, and we were like, mm, okay, it looked like you know hundred other places, you know, from the outside. So we went off to Fallbrook, didn't feel the vibe there for food, and then we just headed back. And then we stopped in this mall right there on 76. I was just, I didn't even know, frankly, that Bonsall was right there. That's Bonsall. Yeah, it's really small. Is that Bonsall? Yeah. The whole of it? I don't know if it's the whole of it, but that's, it's a small town. Well, okay. That, that, wow. That was, I didn't know. I thought, whenever, I've because, driven through there. <laughs> because when you said, hey, look at the, the restaurants in Bonsall, you know, let's try that. And all of those restaurants were all in that same little mall. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I mean, I saw, okay, look, what's, what's strange though, the offerings in, uh, in Bonsall, that small place apparently had as equal or as, or just fewer than the ones in Fallbrook. It wasn't like, oh, you know, Fallbrook had 39 places and Bonsall had 10. It was, there was quite a few places there. Oh, Fallbrook had a lot. It just doesn't mean that they're good. So, 
I don't know. The, I don't know. They, there was only a handful that were good. And Bonsall had a handful at this one mall okay. that were supposedly, well, okay, quote, I don't know. Unquote, good. So anyways, we, we, we go back to Fresco. This is a place, place called Fresco Grill. Grill. And it's right there on 76, right at, uh, what is that street there? The one that you go up to Fallbrook. I don't know. Is it like Maine? Or, I don't know. I don't know. So around the corner there, there's a movie theater right there. And there's uh, probably a you know, bunch of other businesses in there, but I, we, we don't, I was I didn't know what to expect. So this is kind of our last stop. It's got a little patio on the outside. Mission is the yeah mission restaurant. yeah. I knew it started with an M, and and it and it's they have a little outdoor patio. They got the the patio umbrellas out there, nice uh, soft lighting. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's do this. It kind of had that vibe to me, the similar vibe of to that spot, that Italian spot in Fallbrook. It kind of had that kind of mm-hmm. kind of comfortable. Uh, relaxed kind of vibe on the street. So we pull up, what, 8.30, right? And we know the town closes It was like soon. 8.45. And we're like, we, it's going to close in yeah. 15 and, minutes. And I, I'm figuring, okay, they're going to turn us away, mm-hmm. right? So we get, we get up there. I say, I see somebody in the patio. Hey, are you open? Yeah, come on in. So we go on in and we know they're closing time soon. But you know what's weird? I didn't feel that. I mean, I was, I was in a festive mood, ready to get down. And, uh, I, I, you know, of course you have to brace yourself cause you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know if you're going to be happy or disappointed. And, uh, I, I can tell you this 100% after my experience now that I am very happy with a fresco grill. Now here's my, this is what I have to preface it by though. Is my happiness coming from the food, the decor, the service, uh, and, and am I, Am I biased in some way? Because, uh, you know, right before the house, right left the house, you know, had a little glass of wine. I was already kind of in the the mood for what I was going to do. Now, granted, I was coming close to feeling a little irritated because I thought we were going we to come, uh, come away with nothing. I thought we were going to come home right before we went in here. So my mood was a little little irritated because we were, you know, we kind of went through all these places hoping to f- get there. We found that one spot in Fallbrook thinking, okay, this is going to be the one and then turned away. So I don't know. My mood was kind of middle and I walk in and I'm very surprised. I was very surprised, very surprised. Just a nice place where I think you could take your family yeah, it looked like a family. You could go to the bar, have a bar where you can go and have a cocktail. Um, yeah. Considering, I mean, your options. Cons- yeah, and considering it's... the options. That's that's a big point because you don't have a bunch of options no. in this area. And uh, if you want to get something like, anything like this, I can't even think of where. I mean, You have to go up to one, Fallbrook. You have to go to Fallbrook mm-hmm. and they close early or they send the chef home at 830. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, very happy. Um, anyways, so we sit down, we get a, a nice server. I don't recall her name, but she was very, very nice, very attentive. I don't recall her name either, but yes, I do recall she, we were asking her some questions. Yeah. And, and she was very. Like, I've only been here a week, yeah. but but she really was on it. You know, she was, she on, was on top. I, I even told her that. I said, you know what? You really took to serving if you've only been here a week. And she's oh, I've, I've, I've worked other places. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. <laughs> but she was sharp. I mean, sharp. Uh, knew the menu. Uh, I didn't necessarily know. I mean, I said, which dishes have you had? She was like, well, I've been here a week. So, you know, one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then so we, we started going through the menu to figure out what we were doing. And, of course, I always ask questions. I always ask them what they recommend. Because, you know, yeah, sometimes you get somebody 
<clears throat> excuse me, you get somebody who's, you know, uh, trying to push the special, you know, trying to get rid of the uh, old food. Yeah, I get that. But this person wasn't that. She was She was like, yeah, okay, I've heard this, I've heard this, I've heard that. Very sharp, very attentive. So um, what, what did we order? Now, we ordered, uh, let's see, was it two two entrees and, a, and an appetizer? appetizer. Mm-hmm. So I know we had the lasagna towards the end. Right. So we had the appetizer, which was, oh, Lord, what was it? I will tell you in a minute. Um, it was good. It was, oh, I... It was um, burrata. Okay. Now, you could say burrata is uh, a simple dish, right? But when it's done correctly, man, burrata. Yeah, it was prosciutto burrata. Yeah. 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 When you, when done correctly. Now, if I recall correctly, it had like what? Uh, basil leaves, had tomato had uh, with balsamic, a little bit of... Uh, well, they had uh, like a little salad along with it. I'm yeah. trying to find it, to be honest yeah. with you, but I'm look, I'm in the lunch menu here. I'm trying and to the get to the dinner menu. big clod of burrata. Now, I could, eat, I could eat burrata, burrata by itself. Prosciutto, creamy pulled cow, uh, cow's milk, cheese, extra virgin olive oil, artichokes. Oh, that's right. It had artichokes. Yeah. Yeah. It was tasty with some it, heirloom tomatoes and, and the salad. It and was, the fresh uh, baked rolls. Or that the bread they brought it to the like, table, yeah, like a yeah. ciabatta yeah. roll, maybe. And they chopped it up in nice little chunks, mm-hmm. and we and then we had the oil and uh, oil the and balsamic vinegar. vinegar for the dip in at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then they brought the burrata, yeah. And I'll tell you, tasty. Mm. And I and I'm telling you right now, I was plowing through that baby, and then I was just dipping that dipping the um, the bread, that soft warm bread, those rolls into the oil and the balsamic vinegar, and then uh, getting a bit of that uh, that that fresh. Clean tasting burrata, a little wedge mm-hmm. of tomato. Ooh, baby. Now, when, right before, now you had ordered a few dishes, and I wasn't like, I, again, I'm just, I was a passenger here. I, I wasn't like directing this, going, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. So you ordered a couple, couple, three dishes, uh, one of which lasagna, which is a big, big order. I mean, it's a, it's a nice, medium sized uh, order of lasagna, but, after you've had such a decadent cheese and tomato situation, I was like, I, I could stop here. I could stop right here. Well, it's funny that you say that, but you you, you still plowed. We ordered, um, they had a special. And it was the um, like seafood risotto special. Oh, yeah. And so I ordered that and I ordered the lasagna because I'm, I know you're a lasagna person. You like a good lasagna. Absolutely. So... I'm like, I'm let's like, just try I'm like it. Garfield. I'm like Garfield the cat, man, Why? when it comes to Does lasagna. Like I think Garfield was a lasagna guy. God, I don't remember. Well, My not, kids I'm, used to watch that, and I, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not a Garfield fan per se, yeah. but I, that is the one element that I do recall mm. of Garfield, is that he liked lasagna. Yeah. And, and Odie, the dog. I do remember that. Well, so, yeah. I mean, you didn't even really eat the lasagna that much. Once you tasted the risotto, you went for the risotto, and you yeah. ate the entire thing. Yeah. So that's what that's what you're supposed to do. As a matter of fact, they say don't leave unless you've eaten the entire thing. And I wanted to follow the rules. I'm not a I'm not a rule breaker. I'm like we're full after the caprese after the bread. I thought we're full. We're we're gonna take eighty five percent of this home. And I and I think that the um I think that the bread was um very apropos. Now I we, I don't typically eat bread that much at home. Like I won't sit down to a bowl of bread. 
Uh, but when it goes, when you go to a restaurant, however, and, and they however, bring you, you and become they br- a bread expert. You know what? I'm working on. I'm working on on being a bread expert. But but the um, but the burrata. I'm sorry. The uh, bread was so um, welcoming. That's what it is. It was welcoming. And I think that's what they do in a lot of restaurants. When you go to a restaurant and they bring you bread, it's almost like a hello. It's like, hey, come on, we'll sit down, let's have a meal. And I don't know what their motivation is to keep bringing it, though, uh, because you're going to load up on the bread and then you're not going to eat much of your meal. Exactly. That's what happened to me. But it's okay. It's okay. Um, The bread was so good. So warm, uh, with butter sitting on the table, and that all there was no butter. I did. Wasn't there butter? No, it's olive oil and vinegar. That's right. <laughs> you just that, mentioned that, it. Well, it was. I'm just. You know. I, you know. What I think it is. I had. I've been eating bread and butter at home. That's and right. That's and you're what, saying, oh, I don't eat bread at home. Yeah, you well, do. I just started, you started I just, making your own. I bread. just started making sourdough. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been posting those pictures online, and this, that right there has been a uh, God. It has to be a labor of love. It does. What do you mean? It for sure it is. Well, because it's it's not. I'm learning a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm learning how to work with um, my starter. I think I think understanding your starter is kind of the whole thing. Um, you have to know when to use your starter. You have to know when to feed your starter. Uh, it's almost like you have to have a relationship with your starter. You know, your starter becomes your buddy, and it's a very expensive pet to have. If you're not using it regularly, because you got to feed that sucker uh, sometimes once or twice a day. And then if you have the the dumbness to leave your starter unattended for a day or two, it's dead. It's dead. So you got to start all over again. Um, So I I did. I I actually let my starter die recently and it was a very sad day. So I had to redo it again. But, um, you know, anyways, the the bread process has been uh, shockingly difficult. I don't think I've ever experienced something quite as hard. Which well, is, is is something rare to hear you say, considering, you know, you always say, oh, you know, baking, cooking, all that stuff well, for you is always so simple. See, well, here's the thing about here's the thing about baking. If you when you bake something with a live live active yeast from a package, it's just different. You can rely it works differently. You can rely upon it. You you take a measurement of it, you put it in there, it just works. Uh, you follow the direction here. Here's the time frame. You put it in the water, you active yeast, boom, it comes up. It starts to eat the sugar. Boy, it's immediate. With a, a live culture like a, a starter, it just seems like it's much more temperamental. It, it, you have to work at the whim of the thing. It's not about you. It's about the uh, it's about the starter and how to, how to know when to, when to feed it so that you can have it ready for when you want to bake mm-hmm. or mix it into your thing. There's auto leasing. That's a whole new thing for me. No idea. Uh, which is means you take the water and the flour and you mix it up about an hour before you add the starter to it. And um, then you have to, all these different uh, kneadings or or the pull and flop method. You got to do it. You got to... <laughs> pull and flop. Pull and tug. I don't know. The, oh, the, the rub, I don't know. The rub yeah. and tug. With the, I don't remember what the, the situation is, but there's a, a flapping and the slapping and the, I don't know. Damn. Yeah, and you got to do that for a couple of hours and over a thing, and you got to let it proof, a bulk proof, and then you got then you have to take it out and you have to separate it, and then you have to form it, and then you have to pull the the, the surface of it. So you that, know what I? But see, here's the funny part. So you know the um, Allie from yeah. Flying F Ranch, she's the one that you know gave you a starter and, and went through it. She's like, oh yeah, it's real easy. It's so easy. And then you always say the same thing, like when you're cooking, oh, it's so easy. It's not easy. I hate when you people say it's easy. It's well, so 
maybe it's, it's easy in that, okay, you just do this and this, but you have to spend so much time every day what, what doing it is, these things. It, it's look, annoying. if you have a nine to five or a, or a nine to seven, like you, um, then no, there's not much time for anything else. You know what I mean? There's not much time to, to do anything. So when you have, when you have a different situation where you can ha- take the time to plan your day around making bread, <laughs> then that's then when it's you, easy. well, it's, it's not, it's, I mean, easy is relative, isn't it? Well, that you guys all say it's easy. Well, no, it, like, once you, once you've got your, your system down and you know what you're doing, then it can be easy because you, what you do is you, well, again, ease is relative, right? So you, um, you know, if you got your system down and you know what you're doing and you, and you, you know, the problem is the, it's recovering from the mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for a while, the first week that I was feeding that starter, I was doing all this stuff where I was having to wash 84 jars. Yeah. You were, yeah. and then, uh, soaking them and the, it would get all crusted on there. Oh it was God. a nightmare. I was so annoyed. Yes, this is true. So it's gotten a little better and, uh, I made, uh, a couple loaves day before yesterday and uh, the um, unfortunately for me, I overflowered my banneton. I have a question for you. Yeah. Didn't wasn't the oven on right now? Yeah, it's 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 preheating my uh, my um, oh, okay my Dutch oven so that I can make my bread because because okay. I was about to get to that. Um, the a day before yesterday, I made these two loaves. They had good rise, so that was an improvement from my previous ones because the other ones turned out like a tortilla. They were kind of like, or not. They were they were supposed to be about maybe five inches tall, and the ones that I had, they were like three or two and a half, really flat. Yesterday, oh day for yesterday, I made those two, and they actually had nice lift and nice rise. Mm-hmm. They were tall, but the problem is I overflowered the banneton, the little bowl where you keep it, let it to proof. Mm-hmm. So when they came out of the oven at the finish, they were the, there was so much flour on there. That it looked like a like a like a powder puff, or it looked like a. Uh, it did uh, have a bit. I just knocked it all off. Well, in this case, uh, I didn't flour them quite as much. They're in there leavening, and uh, in about about twenty minutes, I'm going to go in there and put those suckers in the oven. Ooh. I'm very excited because here's the thing: I'm expecting this time to have a very different outcome. If the they proofed, they look like they proof right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to make my little shallow cut across the top. Mm-hmm. And then um, what I might do is roll, right, like let them roll into some sesame seeds, which I like, on one of them. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Do so one, I, do one, but not yeah. the other. And then um, wh- what's the problem with the sesame seeds? Nothing. I just want to have it I see. pure. Well, here's the thing too. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I made a huge mistake yet, but um, here's a funny thing. I... Uh, the recipe called okay. Several uh, these are many different iterations. I've I've tried three or four different recipes for sourdough, and then you think, well, what's what's the recipe? It's water, flour, and yeast, right? But the reality is that some people have different techniques, right? So they have different measurements, and if you're making two loaves, there some people are calling for eight hundred and uh, we'll say nine hundred in flour, nine hundred grams of flour, and then maybe uh, this recipe here called for uh, fifty grams of starter. And uh, so forth and so on, the amount of water. So you're going to get a different uh, a consistency of the bread every time, you know, the variance of water. And salt, for that matter. Some people call for more salt and some for less. This particular recipe called for 50 grams of starter. Well, in my mind, I was working with the measurements from a previous situation, which called for nearly 300 grams of, of starter, which is going to give it that really 
potent sour flavor. But so, I like that. Right. So what I did is I actually used nearly 300 grams on this recipe that called for 50, yeah. six times the amount, which will change several things. It'll change the, the water, which I'm now understanding why you know, I put more water in it. So anyways, I'm looking forward to this because this recipe calls that once you put it in, the, take it out of the banneton, you put it into your Dutch oven, uh, you, then, um, you then score it. You put it in there for, you put it in the, in the Dutch oven covered for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that leavens the bread. So that makes it tall. Mm-hmm. Once it's there, you take the top off for another 30 minutes at the same temp. You then uh, let it, give it color. 30 minutes? That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. And, and he was saying, well, you, you ever notice, I, I may, I may uh, adjust it a little bit depending upon how I feel about it. But uh, do you remember when we used to go to uh, Boudin? And they would have uh, the dark oval yeah, and then dark. the light mm-hmm. oval. Yep. I think with the color, he says he likes a darker bread. I don't know. You like a dark bake. I, I don't. Like a I don't really. Bake. I don't oh, like. You always no. order the dark I, bake. I did it because I wanted to, ro- we were eating a lot of sourdough at the time. Mm-hmm. We'd get two or three ro- loaves, stick a couple in the freezer. Right. I just wanted that variance. I wanted to have that. I, don't, I wanted to have that variable, you know, instead of having the one sourdough all the time, just having a little darker every now and again. But nobody liked it but me. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's a little bitter. It's a little bitter. It's a little bitter. So, but we know I'm hoping though, maybe this time they'll be pretty. See, because the ones I had the day before yesterday, they weren't pretty because it looked like a snow monster. (laughs) Yeah. It it looked like a, it looked like a mento. (laughs) Like somebody pulled a mento out of the thing. So I'm hoping this will be better. Uh, Mint mento is what it was. So, but you know, they're getting better. I mean, little progress. I got to dial my, my measurements in. Once I dial the measurements in and uh, get it all, the, the water content correct and the, put my, my starter in the right. Well, like start. I said, complicated. I it's, hate it's not, when you see, people the say problem, it's that complicated. Well, no, no, wait. But see, let me ask you a question. Um, your job, right? Mm-hmm. Is your job easy or hard for you? Is it? Answer the I question. I don't know. Could be, could be easy. Could be hard. Well, Depends I don't, I don't, on the situation. I don't mean like on the dealing with the people and having a conversation that may be tenuous or maybe uh, dealing with a whatever and have it be kind of difficult. I'm talking about like the job, you, what you do. I mean, you know what you're doing. You know your time schedule. You know, well, that's the same thing here. It's uh, the the differences in baking from from cooking is that cooking it's uh, it's a lot of steps, right? And um, they have to be done kind of in a rapid manner, mm-hmm. right? Baking, you got it's a long game. It's it's, it's such a, a it, long game. Well, especially sourdough, it's a long game. Mm-hmm. So you're you're doing the same, maybe the same amount of steps, but you're doing them over, <laughs> over two days. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was listening to this guy um, on Rogan's show. What's his name? Uh, Tom Papa. Tom Papa. He has. He does. Tom Papa, yeah, I know bakes. he makes his own bread. Yeah. And and he was telling Rogan that it was a three day process. Oh jeez! And I'm like, dude, what? Because he said that I've he, seen him do a video. Well, on, no, well, I on was bread. But he said though his process is that his the first day. I don't know. I don't even know why. He, well, okay, I understand why he says three days, but it's not. He's not doing anything on the first day. I mean, the first day he takes because he puts his starter from the fridge, right? He pulls it out, he mixes up his, he puts it, he feeds it, and then he has to feed it again, and then. The second day, he assembles it all, you know, the slapping and the turning and the whatever, <laughs> and uh, and then on the third day he bakes. So to get his bread, it's three days in time, mm-hmm. but it's not really. He's doing oh, he's you know, hard at work, you know, 
milling the flour and, you know, I don't know. He's not, that's not what's happening. Mm. It's just that it takes three. So for me, the process I learned to this last one, this last iteration, which is now my fifth iteration mm-hmm. on, on what I'm, you know, had the process. Because everyone's got a slightly different thing and it makes it slightly more complicated and you're like, what? <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> of this last process, it was a, a proofing of four hours. Okay. So you means you, you form it, you put it in the thing or in the proofer or leave it there in a warm room and then it rises and then, and then um, you have to, um, in between, okay, so listen to this process. The first, uh, you, have to, you, have, you have three slap and folds, okay? Every 15 minutes for the first hour. <clears throat> then the next three slap and folds are every 30 minutes during the four-hour process. So again, not not uh, uh, not hard. I'm surprised that bread is not more expensive, considering how long it seems to take. I mean, literally, I mean, if you think about it, uh, well, you know, you know, there was a you know on Bourdain show, Bourdain show, uh, no reservations. They went to some Kathmandu or something like that, a little town. The bread, the the baker was like the most powerful guy in town. And I'm not joking. <laughs> well, I believe it. And then, you know, it, he was the guy that, you know, everybody was like, you, oh, someday, they were telling the kids, someday you will be a baker, maybe. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, oh, lawyers and attorneys and spacemen and, you know, police officer, whatever. Someday you'll be the baker. Wow, maybe someday you can aspire. So, yeah, no, bread, bread's, a, bread's a process. And, but, but look, once I get it down, though, once I get this dialed in, mm-hmm. it won't be hard. Okay. It'll be like literally just, okay. Because I, I, I make a lot of turns and I'm uncertain about things. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And then, I, you know, I, you, you get to a point where the dough should be like this, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like you should pull it out and it should be, you know, there should be taut. The surface should be taut. It should be a certain height. It should be whatever, whatever. It should be a, have a certain consistency to it. There should be, it should be airy and light, you know, so that you can tell that there's air inside there. You should be able to go to the bowl and shake it and it should wiggle a little bit to let you know that it's live and active. But then sometimes you go there and it's not any of those things. Like you're like, <laughs> what the? What have I done? Why didn't it do what the guy <laughs> said it was going to do? You know, it should be like this, but it's like that. It's a puddle of mess. You see why I hate I mean, this? You should have seen one time, man, I pulled, I pulled it from the process and I don't know if I over leavened it or I don't know what, what happened. My starter wasn't working right. It was like soup. <laughs> It was like, what is this? <laughs> you know, what is this? So, anyways, uh, so the bread at the uh, at the fresco was oh really kind, was kind of very. You, you know, <laughs> and he really had to stop doing that because you know this is a conversation, and we are going to get back to the topic at some point. Yes. Uh, but you know, you keep telling people that we're like it's some. Oh no, I just forgot for a second. Okay, go ahead. Did you forget <laughs> the conversation? I was, I was enjoying the bread well, conversation. Don't blame you me. You know what about I was also going to tell you about. The, um, I just saw a, I don't know if it was commercial, whatever, on something or was on the computer. Did you know that they're doing a, um, movie, okay, in theaters on Anthony Bourdain, do- a documentary on, on his I whole didn't life. know that. It's going into theaters soon, like, really? But, by the end of the month, that'd be something? great. Yeah, no, that's why I'm like, oh, I bet you know, I bet what? you know about it. I swear to God, you know, what the problem is though, is that, um, I think I'm actually going to, I mean, be real sad. 
Yeah. You know, it's funny because it's it, like, I think I was reading it and it says something like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not going to be the, this outcome that you love, right? It's not a happy ending to this, but you'd get to see his life. They did a really, apparently a really beautiful um, movie documentary on him. So, you know, what's weird about people's lives is that, um, I don't think maybe his life, he thought it was so great, but it's, 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 it's all a matter of perspective, right? Because when you look at somebody, you look over somebody else's fence and you look at their grass and you must, you say to yourself, oh God, that I'd love that life. That, that guy must be living the dream. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that he's sad. I mean, like, I mean, I I hate, I'm going to quote Chappelle, Dave Chappelle uh, in his last uh, Sticks and Stones special. You know, he said, you know, the guy that got to go fly around the world and visit these beautiful places and eat fantastic food with fantastic people killed himself. Yeah. You know, and you go, what? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so if, I mean, and it makes you kind of sad because, you know, look, I started cooking not because of him, but when I went to culinary school, right before I had went into culinary school, I, I, as a matter of fact, my first day in school, I took uh, his book with me. It was in my books Mm -hmm. and I wasn't reading it in in the class, but for some reason or another, I felt like, you know, he was with me, you know, on the journey, you know, it was, I mean, it was in my back, it was with me forever. And, um, and I I was watching the show and, you know, like, and even now, like I was, I'm kind of in the, in the zone. Um, I'm watching, uh, the grand tour, right. And, uh, the grand tour is Bourdain without the food it's with cars yeah you know yep, yep. no but i mean even i mean so what i'm saying is like the adventure mm-hmm. the travel the yeah. the beautiful sights the amazing experiences mm-hmm. i mean how, how does how do you get burned out on that well just so you know it is it a documentary comes out uh on july 16th um in july 16th july 16th documentary okay. about his life will be hitting theaters wow okay called roadrunner Roadrunner well, is directed by Morgan Neville. Is it a documentary? It's a documentary. Okay, so they're going to have footage of him, not an Absolutely. actor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't I don't know that I could watch a movie with him yeah. an actor playing him. Footage with um him and then all the people in his life that, Oh my you god. Know, no, I can't watch that. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't, I don't think it I says, can... an intimate behind the scenes look at how an anonymous chef became a world-renowned cultural. I don't know that icon. I could watch it. Because I think, you know, there, I mean, I don't want to be weird about it, but you know, he I mean, he was a an inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when he passed away, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I, you know, I mean, right now as I'm saying, I'm thinking about this, it sounds stupid, but I don't know the man, but you know what, uh, as I'm sitting here thinking about the, 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 uh, the possibility of watching this movie, I'm actually getting a little weird. My eyes are getting a little, mm-hmm. you know, just because I don't think I've dealt with the fact that he's gone. You know what I mean? I don't think, I mean, I think it's, I don't think, I mean, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with something like was somebody gone out of your life that was so pivotal, important? Because, I mean, it wasn't so much that he, his cooking, you know what I mean? Like he cooked, but it wasn't his cooking that inspired me. It was like the way he handled himself, you know, how he, you know, navigated all of that. Mm-hmm. No, so. definitely. I mean, I know. I mean, that was, he was always your, your icon, I guess, in that, in that I, realm. I don't even think that I, like I said, I don't think I've dealt with it because I don't want to do it. When some, when somebody passes away, right? Somebody important, you, how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. So do you dive in and get the cry out or 
do you dive in? Like, you know, Steve Jobs. I mean, Steve Jobs was my hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people had Iron Man. Some people had Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds in the 80s. That dude was my hero. That dude was, I mean, so so far, I mean, literally, I mean, you know, like uh, Steve Jobs, he had pictures on the wall of Gandhi and, uh, you know, uh, Malcolm X and, and all these people, these influential people. There was a time, if you, it, back when I was a geek, uh, you used to, he used to post all these pictures. He had a photographer make these very iconic pictures. They, st- I think they still sell them on eBay. But he had all these influencers, these uh, I- iconic people in these stills. And he would use them as kind of part of the advertising, you know, like um, these very, very important people. So uh, for me, on on my Mount Olympus or my, what is it called? Uh, uh, Everest. What's Everest? What's that one with the presidents? Rushmore. Yeah. My, my, my Mount Rushmore would definitely include. Uh, Bourdain. Bourdain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be Bourdain. Sorry. I know I took it. It would be Steve Jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. It would be, um, you know, Rogan might even be on there. You know, as crazy as that sounds. The guy from uh, News Radio, you know, the, the goon from <laughs> from News Radio is on my my Mount Rushmore. So uh, so look. So uh, anyways, Fresco Grill. I know we go off on our tangent sorry. and uh, oh, don't be sorry. This is a, this is a conversation. Uh, you know, look, uh, I really do appreciate you listening, but this is what we do. And if you're thinking it's going to be something else, it's not. So anyways. Um, fresco Grill. Fresco Grill. I am sold. I'm sold on. Uh, well, the- you're, I think you're sold to, I mean, like you said, you, we were at that point too. To me, there's a little few things you know, okay, that so bug me. Why, why, but, don't you, why don't you say them? Well, you know what? I don't know if it's worth, I mean, this is all just personal. Like well, like you said, aesthetic, right? Well, like, okay, wait. So well, that, when I'm sitting inside there. Yeah. And it, I personally didn't like the table. I mean, that's just no, well, look, look, well, look, wait, wait. So look, yes, I, I said I was biased at the beginning. Yeah. But see, I'm looking at this place uh, not in comparison to a place I ate one time in Provence <laughs> in, in the 80s. I'm thinking of something like for the area, okay? You're for, right. For the area, for what's the closest? I mean, Temecula? Fallbrook, yeah. Fall, Oceanside. Fallbrook has that the Italian joint up there, so maybe yeah. that's better. I don't know. We'll go try I don't it know. out. We'll try it. But um, the uh, for the nearest closest, Fallbrook. What is that? Five miles, four miles. Yeah. So miles. you may be able to eat something like it there. Uh, but but if you leave that vicinity, where do you go? Nowhere. Closest is Oceanside, which is thirty miles. Oh. Twenty miles. Temecula. What was that? Okay. Yeah. Well, Temecula is even farther. No. It's not because you're on the 15. You just go right there. No, I understand, but you you have to go up over the hill and come down. It's 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 farther. I don't I don't know the measurements, but I'm saying they're not convenient. If you live in Fallbrook, wh- where are you going? Yeah. You're gonna drive to Oceanside. You're gonna either go to Temecula or Bonsall. That's it. Yeah, and and Temecula is farther. Temecula is farther in distance and in inconvenience. To you want to have a look. Even us, I was like, I would love to have a place right here in town. I would take Fresco you Grill. You would take, I know If you it. took Fresco to Grill it, like, and you dragged it to Valley Center, I would be in heaven. Yeah. And, and the, uh, yeah, no doubt. You were mentioning, and I don't know if you recall this, like all the different styles of chairs and the, the you know, weird, like it's three or four different chairs. Yeah, no, totally, I understand. And the booths. Look, the, 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 the decor. Know. Okay. You want to you smash the decor? Yeah. The decor <laughs> is uh, dated, in my opinion. The, um, you know, the, but see, again, I'm an aesthetic guy. 
I exactly. do. I look with my eyes first yeah. on everything. Yeah. I don't care if it's person, place, or thing. I thought that I was going to. Ta- I thought that would actually turn you off to. Well, the you place, know what? You know but... what? You know what saved it for me. It was just open. It was nicely lit. The bar was kind of contemporary and kind of like clean, uh, clean and crisp looking. Uh, the walls it had that mesa white on the wall, so it had a nice. Uh, ambient, uh, soft lighting in there. You know what also saved it for you? Yeah, I think the the waitress. The wa- the the wait the waiter was the waitress was incredible. Waitress waiter, uh, the, she was so good at what she did, and um, the food was. I like that she was very helpful and that she was. Um, you know, I was trying to like see. Uh, I don't know what wine to get. And right? we were difficult, and by she, the way. Yeah, we we were so difficult. It was so funny. But she came and she's like, oh, let me give you some tasters. So she came and let us taste four different wines. And and, and we weren't difficult to her. We were difficult to each other. We were just sitting there having a conversation. Pretty much the banter that we have on this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were just, you know, talking about this and that and the decor and the da 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 da. So, no, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I could, I could, I could definitely sit here and, you know, go on and rail on about the, the decor and how it may not, not be my first choice. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I look at the situation also in a vacuum a little bit too because, you know, you can't make a comparison to something that's so far away or yeah. un- inconvenient or unavailable because the person that's living in Fallbrook or Bonsall is not driving all the way over somewhere 30 miles to get a meal. Maybe they are, but it's not not a regular not, not regular. a regularity yeah it's something that you're doing on an occasion yeah so, they're lucky enough look at least they're lucky enough to have a place like that we don't oh, have it bring it here as i yeah. said put it right on the <laughs> corner i'll go once or twice or three times a week mm-hmm. I, i'm we, we've done it before as a matter of fact when we lived in oceanside and we had uh kaisen which was a, a local sushi uh, hawaiian fusion joint that we loved uh shout out to lane desi brooke and gary mm-hmm. uh and nick if you're all listening. Um, yeah, they, they made uh, the first decade of this century for us because we went there all the time. I mean, a little, all, the, all time. the time. And if they had been open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we probably would have eaten their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> we were just there all the time. Yeah. We became part of that group. It was like we were, and then we had a party in 2003 and they were all there, all of them. Yeah. Uh, Brooke was doing massages. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Brooke's healing hands in Carlsbad. Uh, Desi, music by Desi. Uh, he uh, does weddings and other ho- events. He's a Hawaiian singer. Fantastic. Uh, Gary uh, was the, our sushi chef. Mm-hmm. He worked at the restaurant, and uh, and well, he did our and he did our sushi at our party. Yeah, at our party. Mm-hmm. And who else did I mention? Lane. Lane. Lane owned the place. Lane owned uh, Kaisen. I, I shout out to Lane. I don't know where you are, but uh, you created an environment that we, I wish it was still there. Yeah. You know? So um, anyways, Fresco Grill, uh, go check them out. If you're in that vicinity and you want a, uh, is it all Italian? It's it Italian is Steakhouse Grill. is what it is. I think it's an Italian slash steak. I haven't had the steak. We didn't. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, but I, I can only imagine that it was, they're probably at least a seven or an eight on the list on on the on a scale. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that in it's in the name, and it's it's and it's not as good as the other stuff that we had because what we had was fresh, it was tasty, it was well put together, it uh, looked good on the plate. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, is the decor going to turn you out? Oh, I'm not going because the decor. Well, you said the day- you don't like us outside. It's not going to even bring you in. So once you're you, in, you, you know, so you got you, it. So if you can look, so if you don't see what I see, maybe you won't see what I see. Maybe, you, you know, you're like, ah, that guy's a whiner. Okay. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, but you know what? I think uh, if you're in the vicinity of Bonsal and you want a, a solid meal, solid, they have wines, they have, uh, I had a couple uh, Sauvignon Blancs that were delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a red that you liked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have wine on the list. They got beer. They got a full bar, I, th- I believe. I think so, yeah. And um, the food is, uh, passable's too weak. Oh, no, um, no. It's, it's uh, good. Delicious. Considering, considering where you are and your options, it's probably the best one in that area. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, too, I mean, it's, it's even better than that because, I mean, is it is it like, you know, Venice, France, Venice, Italy? I don't know. But it's very, very good. So go check it out. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll keep doing them. You keep listening. That's the deal. Uh, be nice to each other. We'll talk to you later. Bye.